everyone. Welcome to the Laying Foundations podcast. This is your co-host, Davis Hambrick. Joining alongside me always is Walker Scott. What's up, Walker? What's up, boys? What's up, Davis? Everyone and women listening, whoever's listening, besides our three listeners and our mom. Uh, <laughs> guys, you were excited. You know, um, we were starting to do the mental health podcast once a month. Um, like I said, we still have guests coming on uh, just beginning of the year, so you have to listen to us right now. We're going to start doing a little bit uh, of content from our past newsletters, uh, content from guests on here, and then mental health as well. Just trying to dive in and do something different. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, if you want to, if you have questions, if you think we should change it, whatnot, contact at lane-foundations.com. And as an ask, if you are a listener of the show and have been for quite some time, or this is your first time, please give us a five-star rating for Apple Podcasts or whatever you're listening to. Leave a comment. Uh, what you like about it, and that would help us out a lot. So that is our only ask for providing you content. If you do that, you may get a goodie in the mail. That's that is true. That. If you do it and you email us that you did it with a screenshot, <laughs> we might send you something. Yeah, you never know, though. So let's talk about newsletter number 15. So we started the newsletter, what are we on, 21 now? So yeah, yeah. what about three or four months ago, and it's growing. But um, number 15 on our website, lesson number 15, earning the right to be heard. Um, before we get into the things that I thought, let's talk about what that means to each of us and just kind of go from there. So Walker, what does earning the right to be heard mean to you? So for me, it's coming from the point of, you know, both of us are young guys in the construction. And so we don't have the experience and we don't have the knowledge that a lot of guys who were, who we know that, you know, on the job site do. And, and so for me, it's one, earning the respect first of the people on the job site, because you can't be a newer guy in the industry, get onto a new job site, and then just try to start bossing everyone around. Because one, they're not going to listen to you. They don't know you. Two, they're going to think that you don't know what you're doing because you don't. You know, And, and three, you're going to lose that respect really quick, and it's going to be really hard to get it back. So by kind of humbling yourself first and just getting to know people around you, learning from them, uh, making friends with them, and earning that respect, then that allows you to kind of speak into their life. To one, have an opinion on what's going on on the job site. Uh, two, speak into their life personally because you have a personal relationship with them. You're really good at doing that. And then three, you're able to positively impact the job because now your past experiences that you had on other job sites are going to get to come into play on this one because you earned the right to be heard. That's what it means for me. What about you? Yeah, that's good. I think. For myself, earning the right to be to be heard, it, it takes a while. Yeah, right. It does. For it, it's not something that happens overnight. And I'd even say that it it happens daily. So yeah. if you don't examine yourself every day as a leader and see how you're earning the right, then People are looking at you. And I just think about that today. I had a conversation today, not to just hijack it, but with our fire protection foreman and our conversations were just talking about, you know, the industry is so built up on pushing people. And I get it. We got the schedule. We got to make these dates and yada, yada, money tied to it. We, we all know it, right? We're in construction. Yep. He goes, but what I've learned, he's in his fifties. What I've learned is that you never know what that other person's going through. Mm. And it is okay. It is okay to push, but whenever you start to sense the other person 
and them kind of giving you some animosity. Maybe they're, they're just coming out, slinging right back at you, right? That's when you have to know as the leader, as the foreman leading your crews, I got to take, I got to take a step off the gas and I got to understand. And that's the side kind of going into our mental health conversations um, that we have to get better at. And so I say that because he knows that I don't know a lick about fire sprinkler, how to hang it, how to run it. Um, I can, the best that I can go do is look at a drawing. Is this the right pipe size? Do we have hangers every 10 feet? You know, does it look like it's a good job? Do we have head placement coverage? That stuff, right? But he knows I don't know what he does. And so I don't approach it in a way that goes, I know all things. You better listen to me. I approach it in a way that this is what I know. I need you to help me. Yeah. And he knows because I show up every single day and I invest in him. I ask him about what's going on outside of work. I ask him what time is he leaving Thursday or Friday? Does he have any plans? You know, what they do last night? I learned this week that every single day he brings lunch to work just because he's trying to save up for retirement. And like, mm-hmm. so if you don't ask that stuff, if you don't care about the small things, you're never going to earn the right to be heard. So I say that because um, in our industry, people will just fight and claw and they won't take time to realize who the person is and they won't yeah. take time to slow down and understand who Walker Lot is. And that's what I value. And, it, you know, you said it, you hit the nail on the head. And it really is it's adding value to others first, right? Because you added value to him by showing interest in him. You ask them what he's doing, who he is, what's his family like life. Not a lot of people get that, believe it or not. For you and me, it's it's not something we think about often. But for some people, especially on on construction sites, they might not have that at home, right? They might not have someone that's actually interested in them, or maybe they grew up differently, or maybe uh, maybe they don't have family anymore. Something happened, or you know, they didn't get married, or whatever, and it's just right. them. They don't have yeah, someone right. there daily to pour into them, to ask about them, to add value to them. And so that is one of the ways to do it is to add value. And and by doing that, it opens them up to listen to you, to allow you to be heard, to allow you to speak into their life. Like you said, I want to bring attention to a John Maxwell quote. Um, You know, it says, earn the right to be heard. And Davis loves John Maxwell, so it's perfect. Earn the right to be heard by listening to others. Seek to understand the situation before making judgments about it. And that's exactly what we're talking about, right? It's, there's a person on the job site and I'm applying this to people who you could consider that a quote unquote situation if you're applying it to this quote, but you need to know about them first, about what they're going through first before you have any ability to speak into their life. I think that's good. Um, one of the things before we get into it, earning the right to be heard, I'm challenging myself now to pause a lot more and listen yeah. because I think, I, I don't think I know the podcast has helped me in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. But it's also not helped me in a lot of ways because Walker, as we've talked off air and with Jesse, it is an art and I am listening to Walker halfway, but also writing stuff down and trying to listen to my guests and come up with the next question, which there's an art to that. To me, that's why I have to, to prepare a little bit. But in that, it's translated over to my life with my wife at work. And I don't even let the person get done talking. And I've already got an opinion. And I'm already talking really fast. I'm mumbling. I know every single one of the people that listen to our podcast know that I mumble. Because I listen to it every single week and go, all right, we're cutting that out. That, that couldn't 
that's not going to make it, right? And so earning the right to be heard, to me, also is going into our first point, is listening to the people around you, right? Yeah. How many of us listen to those around us first? And yeah. it's hard. It's challenging. And especially in a fast-paced environment and society that tells us that we have to have everything now and we know it all and that's how we've gotten to where we're at and so to listen to other people takes a uh, takes a step back for us to go man do, do, I, do I really need to listen to people do I really need to listen to other people's opinions and I'm just going to be the first one to say yes because I've lived a life again of thinking that I knew everything and I got humbled very quickly and I learned I don't like doing that so um, you know I challenge everyone one of the out of the three steps first if you listen more than you talk you're gonna do all right agreed i you know i used to be super arrogant or proud i guess you could say and especially when i was younger and always thought that my way was the best way or how i did something was the best way to do it or other people were wrong and they might have been wrong but i didn't go about it the right way right i didn't hear their side of it their point of view i didn't listen to them first i just automatically assumed you know what assuming does, right? I just automatically assumed that what they were saying was either not something I need to listen to, it was wrong, or they're idiots, you know, something like that. We kind of talked on it, but I just wanted to read um, maybe two or three sentences. That second part says, before you can be heard, you must listen to those around you. Begin learning about who you're working with. Get to know their story and who they are. Learn about their experience and how they got where they are. And so that's another thing. We've talked about it at nauseum, but right. tradesmen, anyone in construction, they love to talk about what they know about. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We have a lot of people in this industry that have a lot of knowledge, and that's not always going to be around. And we're going to be a part of that way that's not going to be around. And so how do we capture that? That's what we're working on. But right now, if you're not listening to those people, you're not listening to their stories, understanding their personalities, realizing what makes them tick, you're going to be behind the eight ball. And again, I don't think a lot of people are really doing that. I, I, Caleb, my superintendent, I keep mentioning him. Man, I, I've grown so much in him over the past few months and just seen who he is. That, that guy's a chameleon. He literally can go talk to anybody. He can figure out a way of what makes everybody drive. I'll, I'll just ask him or we'll be talking about a certain person. Oh yeah, he got this, 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 and this about him. I was like, golly, I got some homework to do, right? Yeah. Like, it's challenging me and I think I'm great at it. Right. And so if you're not listening, if you're not trying to understand who that person is, I know we already talked about it before, but you're, you're behind the eight ball and I'm going to challenge people. Take this next week and think about the people that you touch point with a lot on the job site or in the office and get to know something personable about each one of them. And then keep applying that. Just keep on learning and learning. You're going to see your relationships grow. Yeah, no, and I completely agree. And going off of that, you know, the common thre thread or theme that you say with that, right, is, is goes to our second point of just showing up. Because you can't, you can't listen to someone one day, but then not be, the, be there for them the next, right? Because if you're inconsistent, if you never show up, if you don't come to work every day willing to listen, willing to add value, willing to talk to someone about who they are, and they start to see how inconsistent you are, or maybe that you don't listen one day, right? But you do listen another day, and then another day you're a little off. That's going to rub them the wrong way, because I know people like that. I know people who don't show up every day. And showing up doesn't mean necessarily mean you know being present either. It, maybe you're present every day, but you I'm, don't I'm show up. 
I'm going to challenge that because to me, there is, I get what you're saying. We got to get to that point where we perform consistently, but there is something desirable about someone that always shows up, whether yeah. they're not there or not, because there's, at least for our generation, let me talk about it this way. For our generation, it's hard to get someone to show up every single day. True. And so for our generation, if you just show up every day, man, you're already like elite. And then we're getting into Walker's point. The older generation, they're going to be there no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on. And so I get the consistency of wanting to grow in that area. But I'm going to challenge you in that area because I do think that being so, there all the time, whenever the, the gates open, when it closes, it's important. Agreed. So where I was going with that was, what if you're a project manager who has multiple job sites? You might not be on one job site every day, hmm. but when you are on that job site, did you show up for that site? Did you show up for That's the true. people there? Did you show up for your team and for the subs, right? Because you could just be someone who rotates job sites every day true. and you're not there mentally. You, hmm. you might be there physically. You did show up on time. You got there early, whatever. But you didn't show up mentally. You didn't show up there for them to listen to them. You just kind of check the box off the list. That's where I that's was going. That's got to be a hard job, too, to think yeah. about that. Because, you know, a PM, they can work from home, but they can also travel. And so if you mm-hmm. have multiple jobs, they're going to different job sites. Well, all they got to do is open their phone or their email, and all of a sudden, they're at the different job site, right? Yeah. yeah. That's probably really difficult to do it's if tough. you think about it. I bet it is. I'm never and to be to focused. It. Right. Yeah. But I can imagine because you have to take, you know, you have to take your brain that's focused on one thing, one project, and just shut that off and switch to something different, different right. relationships, different subs, different team. Mm-hmm. That That's tough to do, you know, so right. I, I didn't really think a lot about it until we were talking about showing up. But, you know, that takes a special kind of person to be able to do that day in and day out. And like we said, show up physically and mentally for the people who are who are there on that site. I think to showing up also goes back to the mental health discussion. I, I think about, I can't remember the exact phrase, but Miss Jennifer Lacey, one of the first few times that I listened to No BS with Jen and Jess on their YouTube live stream on Saturday, she was talking about how showing up doesn't just, okay, yes, we're getting there, but how do we show up is really important. And I never really thought about that. And going back to our mental health topics that we're going to be bringing out in the rest of the month is talking about like the stuff that goes on inside the gate and outside the gate of construction, they both play into each other. And so you have to, if you're young in your career, you have to establish boundaries. I I know I've told you this Walker, but I'm going to tell the story really quickly. When I was in building science, we actually had a project manager, now senior project manager for Brass and Gory come in to our classroom and talk to us. And he talked about how, you know, there was a point in my career where I was expected to work an insane amount of hours. And at one point I had to make the decision for myself because I got married, had kids, and I was very strict about 45 hours a week. And I'm just thinking power to you, brother. Like I, I I try to stay under 50. I, I don't think I can do that every week, but power to him of being a project manager, a senior project manager now, and staying under 45 hours a week. And so he talked about how it was very tough for him. He had to do some things kind of like what we're doing right now is a time block, right? 30 minutes to record a podcast. And so he got very stringent on a schedule. Sometimes people thinking him that he was being rude, 
but he was working very efficiently and got mm. to go home and got his stuff done. And so yeah, people cool. saw over time, hey, he's getting it done. Well, you know, why can't I do that? Right. right. And so he wanted to challenge us because he was like, the people in our industry that work double that, or just let's just say 70, 60 hours a week, that's great and all. But then on the next job, if you don't do that and you're not still getting the same standard if you did well on the last job, your team's going to expect it on this job. And if you don't meet that standard, it's just going to grow and cascade. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, what's going on with Davis? Why is he not doing well? And so I, I say that because showing up, think about the amount of time you show up. Think about not just the, think about establishing boundaries because mentally plays into, I would say, more than anything we do in construction. If we can mentally be there, and then when we leave, mentally be with our family, we're going to be yeah. better for the long run. And we're not going to have people that quit in two months because, man, construction is not for me. Yeah, no, that, that's a great point. And I think that's easy for people to do because, right, there's there's two different generations. There's the older and there's younger. And what's crazy is, you know, when when we went to Texas A&M, I sat next to a guy, and you know the story, but I sat next, sat next to a guy who is in trucking. And the one fascinating thing that he said was, you know, the the younger generation who's coming into the to that industry, and I would say construction as well, and probably every industry, they are not as concerned about monetary means, right? They they don't care. They do care, but they don't care as much about their salary. They care more about their time. They care more about how much PTO do they get, how much are they expected to work, like. You know, they don't want to work 50, 60, 70 hours a week. They want to go and do their job and come home so that they have time to be with their family, to do other things that they want to do. Whereas the older generation, they work 80, 90 hour a week. Just Any so that problem, they get no more. money. Right, right. exactly. Exactly. And, and so there's a shift and there's a big dichotomy between the older generation who's still running projects, right? And they expect someone to be there and work their butt off day in and day out for a ton of hours. And the newer generation who's coming up, who doesn't want to do that, they will take lesser pay if they can have their time back. And so it's a weird, uh, you know, like pretty much butting heads of of two different generations. And it will get sorted out. It will figure itself out, right? The younger generation will soon get to that point. And it won't be as much of a conversation anymore. But right now, there's still those two who are constantly at battle. And I think it's very yeah. interesting. I, th- I think that's a really good point, Walker. So a few weeks ago, we had an internal operations call within D&G. And I don't know how much I'm a- able to divulge of that. But basically, one of the, the very senior people of this division came in and spoke and talked about um, – where we're going as a company, where we're at, all all these different things, right? But one of the things he talked about, which I thought was really cool, was talking about this topic. He's the older generation right now, Mm -hmm. but one of the things he's telling because he sees, wow, there's a lot of young faces in this room, is that we have resources and I need you to be okay with raising your hand and telling us whatever instance in life or in work or whatever's going on, raise your hand and tell us if you need help. He's like, yeah. we can't help you without it. And we're starting to get more and more resources because we want to be able to help you more and more. But the thing that I thought was really cool was that our company's investing in us and saying, you know, we may not be able to maybe see that you're going through that. And I think that 
that's the part of the actual worker to go to my boss and say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. I need you. Right. Yeah. And he's telling me, hey, we got a resource. If, if you need help, we're, we're able to, to help you. Right. And cool. I just thought that was so cool because I remembered that conversation because I was in a few seats ahead of you. And I just remember listening the whole time. And the guy, it's like, it's mind boggling to him because, right, he grew up in a time where, man, let's just bust it and get after it. And it's not that they didn't want to be with their family, but they knew that by me providing for my family and working extra hours, I'll get to be with them one day. But that was just different generation. With us, it's, it's different, right? Yeah. And so it's pretty cool. I like how you brought that up. So. Yeah. No, and I agree. And, and, you know, that leads us to our next one. I'm going to tie it in together, right? But, but what he's talking about is, is not being afraid to basically raise your hand, right? When you, when, when you need something, when you're hurting, when you need help. Um, and, and that is pretty much equivalent to ask questions, right? You need to, you need to be able to dive deeper into what you're feeling, right? You need to be able to ask yourself questions. And you also need to be able to ask other people questions because a lot of people aren't going to raise their hand and they're yeah. not going to want to be that person to quote unquote, give up and like throw in the towel or, or, or admit that they need help. So it's also up to you as, as a leader and also, you know, being able to speak in someone's life of just asking them questions. Hey, how are you doing today? Really? Like, how are you doing today? What can I help you with? You know, what, what do you, what are you doing on site today? What are you doing this weekend? Like you said, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's about asking questions to learn about their, their psyche, their like mental health side of it, their personal side of it, their professional side of it. And the more you know them, the more questions you ask, the deeper you build that relationship, you'll know when they need help. You'll know when they need to raise their hand, even if they aren't. All right. All right. That's good. And I think that it's interesting to me how job site teams build their culture. So what I mean by that, sorry, I had a cough there. So what I mean by that, you know, at the flagship office, right? You have people, this is this is the culture of a company. That's correct. And then you go out to the job site and it's still the culture of the company, but it, you get to make it even more personalized, right? And so well, I like what Walker's talking about because it's these these three points, right? It's listen to those around you first, show up, ask questions. Well, part of those steps is earning the right to be heard within your team, but then you get to grow with these people around you and you end up caring about them. Imagine that mm -hmm. and being vulnerable vulnerable with them and knowing about their likes and dislikes and understanding that, okay, I can see it in his eyes. I've, I've had many points in my career where I've been like, you know, Hey, do I say something? I know this guy's a, a tough dude. You know, what do I need to bring it, bring it up and just close the door and just talk to him. Right. And I've done it and it's hard, but I can see it in people's eyes. Whenever you see that gloss over look and they're not there and they're just slow, yeah. like, Go take that time as a human being to just forget about work and go figure out who that person is and what's going on. They may not tell you, right? But be the person that's willing to go take that step. And so that's the part that I think that Walker, we're both really great at is asking questions because yeah. this is the positive thing about having a podcast, right? We have to learn how to ask questions. And I think that it's going to be a game for me the rest of my life of trying to figure out how you do it the best. Because um, you can read a thousand different books and figure out way all the different ways. But to me, I love hearing someone else's perspective because it helps me file back in my memory bank of what I'm actually 
hmm, that was interesting. Now I can yeah. take that experience with me. And if I didn't ask or if I didn't care or if I didn't want to know about who Walker Lott was, you know, it's obvious I don't ask the question. Yeah. So asking questions is very important. And it helps you for me. Like this industry, I mean, it's going to change. It just yeah. is, man. It's I can see it. Game. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. And it's 2023, right? And that 10 year gap is like an eight year gap now. And it takes 11 years to train people effectively, right? So, how are you going to do it if you don't have the people that are old enough to be able to give you the, the knowledge? You have to just be a freaking sponge and ask questions yeah, and learn and understand. That. And um, today, I was trying to actually figure something out, and then we'll wrap it up because I know we're on a time block. But today, you know, I was telling Caleb, man, I've been, I've been looking for that for like hours. Oh, it's not in the drawings. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, it's, it's not in the drawings. You know, it's just kind of the design thing that we're, we're figuring out on the side. But here's the direction. Here we go with it. And I was like, man, I've been looking at this stuff again for hours. He goes, yeah, just ask questions. Just ask me. And it, I just, it's crazy. Like he's just like, he doesn't even care. Yeah. Just ask questions. Like I don't just ask. And so he, he's gotten that down with me that usually I, I try to ask questions really quickly, but I've been trying to ease off of him. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. No, it, and that's what a good leader does, right? You, you want to be open to it and you want someone to come to be able to come to you and ask those questions. And not, I will say this, the last thing, you don't want to be a leader or someone who's in a leadership position who says, ask me questions, but then their response to that question makes you not want to ask them another question again, right? right? They either get mad at it or they raise their voice or what, oh, why? And they start peppering you with questions on it. I don't want to come and ask you another question if I'm going to get interrogated because I asked you a question, right? Right. So if your response to it as well, it, it goes both ways. If someone asks you a question, how are you going to respond to that question? You know, it, it's, it's too special. That's a whole nother podcast. But I, I've been the victim of that before. If you go, you go to someone, you ask them a question, and then you're like, all right, I probably won't do that again. I'm going to go to someone right. else. That's right. That's right. But guys, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, again, go give us a rating. Let us know you did it. Uh, share this with your friends and let us know how we can do better and what questions you have for us uh, that we can answer. And I'm even going to, before we turn it off, you know, we've been doing a lot of different things. Um, you know, we've been posting on LinkedIn a lot. We have a podcast. Um, you know, we have a newsletter going on. And what I would really value from the people that are listening is to give us feedback. Um, yeah, you know, sure. Walker and I love that. And we haven't got that in a while. And, you know, maybe that's something inwardly that walk around you to look at. But I'm asking the audience. I know we have plenty of people listening. Um, if you would just give us a encouragement or a, here's a question for the show or anything, it'll really make our day. And again, you might get something out of it. I'll, we're just going to say that. So um, we, we value feedback and we really hope that the audience is out there is really intrigued by what we're doing. Let us know if we're doing good, terrible, we suck, whatever. I just want to know. So just let <laughs> us know. Be great. Yeah. And just tell us your thoughts. So anyway, 